into our word this morning, our subject, amen. We're going to start in the book of Luke in chapter 15, starting in verse 1 this morning. Praise the Lord. Luke 15 and 1. And uh, while you're looking and pulling up your scripture, uh, I want to say thank you all for everybody that participated in everything this week. This week, uh, we had had a corporate fast for the first part of the week, and we had a time uh, of teaching Monday, a time of prayer Tuesday, and a awesome service Wednesday. And so thank you all so much for joining us. Amen. And uh, we're going to, you know, I, there was a lot accomplished. There was a lot accomplished. Amen. The very next day after the fast, I mean, I went to the school. I had an appointment that I didn't even know about. Went to the school. One of my prayers was that God would open up doors to go into the schools. Amen. And begin to reach those, the young, the young generation that's coming up. And so I happened to have a meeting and I had a meeting with all the staff at the school and i was like wow i didn't even know i had this meeting my wife reminded me and i went in there my wife and i prayed in agreement when before we walked in amen holding hands in agreement by faith we were prayed up we were fasted up amen and we walked in there amen and just looked for the opportunity for god to move amen and all of a sudden a door opens and they, they give us full reign to come in amen and share what god has placed on our hearts can you give me an amen Come on, somebody needs to give God some praise. And then they put me in contact with the people that are in, in the high school. So, you know, and those, you know, all the way from junior high to high school. And I'm excited. Same. And then there were some other things we were praying about and so forth. And I'm going to share some of those with you in a moment. Also, I want to remind you, and I'll tell you at the end of service, we do have our potluck. Amen. And church meeting, not this Sunday, but next Sunday. So if you haven't signed up to bring something, if you're able, bring it. Amen. And if not, come hungry. Amen. And come ready to hear what God has to say. Because amen. And uh, so I think there's some things that we're going to be able to share on concerning direction. We're praying for our new church building. Amen. We have the property off of 64 right there in Ben Wheeler. Amen. And so we're believing God that he wants to break ground. But it's whenever and however God wants to do it. Amen. But I believe we're getting close. Let's look at the word this morning. Starting in verse 1. If you have it, say amen. The word of the Lord reads. He says, Now all the tax collectors and the sinners were coming near him to listen to him. Both the Pharisees and the scribes began to grumble. Saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them in this parable, saying, What man among you, if he has a hundred sheep and has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open pasture and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, amen, and everybody that around and saying to them, rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep, which was lost. And I tell you that in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Let's pray this morning with me. Father, we come to you today in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you're still concerned with lost souls, that you still love the sinner, God, even though you don't love their sin. 
even though it separates you from them, you still love them, God. And that you still are concerned, Father God, with filling up heaven, amen, for eternity, Lord. Reconciling people that are lost and that are far off, amen, that are without a shepherd, that are walking around blind and aimlessly, God, that you're still concerned with them, God. Father, that you haven't given up, Lord, but that your heart is that all men shall be saved, that no one shall perish, God. And so, Father God, I just thank you for that, Lord, and I thank you, Lord, that you give us that heart as well, God, that desire, that focus. Lord, bless this time together today, God. Anoint me to share your word. Anoint me to preach your word. Open up our hearts to receive your word. Father, forgive us for all of our sins, Lord. Just wash us, cleanse us, and cover us in your son's precious blood. Father, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would, give the Lord another hand. Praise real quick. Amen. So I want to share with you this morning what God has placed on my heart. And I am praying that we can grab a hold of this uh, here and begin to run with it. And this may become a series. It may not. Um, you know, but some of the things that we were praying for, praying, and God is beginning to put on our hearts uh, is, a, you know, to begin to impact uh, the, the community, to impact the lost, to impact the schools, the, the, the young people, to impact anybody who needs Jesus Christ. You know, and we had prayed and fasted for some of those doors to open. We had prayed and fasted for, uh, for, for, for souls, amen, to be reached. And the blessing about that is that's the heart of God, amen. And so I'm talking to you today about reaching the lost at any cost. That's my topic. Reaching the lost at any cost. Because when it's all said and done, saints, amen, we've got to reach the lost, amen, or we've got to save the lost, amen, even outside of these four walls. Are y'all with me today? We've got to save the lost that are outside the church. We've got to save the lost that are inside the church. We've got to have the heart of God who is longing for the return of the prodigal, amen. And we've got to begin to uh, prepare, uh, amen, to meet the Lord. Are y'all with me today? And so I want us to talk about that today a little bit. And I want to share about reaching the lost at any cost. And the first thing that I kind of want to touch on is that we've got to save the lost or reach the lost that are outside of the church. Are y'all with me today? Right here in this scripture, we begin to see where Jesus is beginning to speak to the people. And amen. They, they're kind of concerned about what he's saying. They begin to grumble. Amen. The Pharisees and the Sadducees concerning what he was saying. Because uh, this was a man that was allowing a sinners around amen he was allowing these tax collectors in his life amen but there was a purpose for what he was doing are y'all with me today see he was strategic in his plans and so here we are we look in these scriptures and the bible says in verse 2 both the pharisees and the scribes begin to grumble saying this man receives sinners and eats with them so what is uh what does Jesus do whenever he encounters these kind of things? He begins to speak in something called parables. And that's where he begins to speak about this parable right here. 
and he begins to use this example, amen, of a man or a woman or a people that would have a flock of sheep. And he says, amen, isn't it true that if you had a hundred, amen, and one of them was to get loose, that you would leave that 99 in that pasture, amen, and go and pursue that one lost sheep, amen, that one that may have got out, amen, or away from the flock, amen, the one that's not uh, being protected and under the care of the shepherd, and he begins to speak to them in a way like they can understand, amen. He says, what, I mean, what, tell me, I mean, if you had a hundred sheep and one of them got out, would you not uh, begin to leave those to pursue them, amen? And obviously they could probably somewhat understand him speaking to them in this way, amen? And then he goes on in verse five, and when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing, and when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. And I tell you that in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents. Of course, he's speaking to religious people, amen. He's speaking about people that understand religion. They understand the law, amen. They understand a lot of things, amen, but they don't understand the heart of God. And he begins to share with them the heart of God, amen. And he says, amen, that there's gonna be more rejoicing over one sinner that repents, amen, than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. So we have to remember what the heart of God is. And yes, we're grateful that we have been saved, that we're sanctified, that we're Holy Ghost filled, amen. We're water baptized, amen. We're heaven bound, amen. But God's heart, amen, is for that lost sinner. Are y'all with me today? Not saying his heart isn't for you, amen. But God, amen, they says that there's going to be in heaven more rejoicing, amen, over one sinner that repents than 99 that have no need to repent. In other words, when one sinner repents and accepts Jesus as his Lord and Savior, they're having a party in heaven. Can I get an amen? The angels are rejoicing, amen. They're praising, amen. They're throwing down, amen. Come on, somebody, amen. They're excited, and I want you today to get excited in that manner. And I want us to begin to look at this in perspective, amen, of how we can be a body of Christ, amen, and men and women that can reach the lost at any cost. Amen. And what does that look like? And how can we strategize in that manner? And we begin to pray that direction. And we begin to seek the Lord for opportunities in our lives and strategies. Amen. And, and, and open doors. Amen. And favor. Amen. And, and touching hearts and preparing hearts. Are y'all with me today? Amen. This is really what keeps the fire and the passion in the heart, amen, of the men and women of God. Are y'all with me today? Sometimes we begin to get a little bit stale or dry because we're intended to give back what we have freely received. Can I get an amen? And so I'm trying to get you to focus this direction because I want us as a body to begin to pray this direction and begin to seek the Lord for this direction and ask him for divine appointments. Ask him for open opportunities. Amen. And ask him for the ability, amen, in order to minister and 
reach these people right there where they're at. Amen. That's what I want us to begin to look at. Now, realistically, Jesus wasn't just hanging out with the sinners and the tax collectors, amen, just to be kicking it. Jesus had a purpose for what he was doing. Can I get an amen? Amen. He was, re- he was around them with the whole reason, amen, of reaching them with the gospel and the love of Jesus Christ. That they shall be saved. Amen. That they shall have a shepherd. And that they shall spend eternal life, amen, in Christ Jesus. Are y'all with me today? And I want us to begin to look at this. And I want this to be our focus. God is placing this on our hearts. Amen. He's given us strategies. Are y'all with me today? He's opening up doors. And this is something that we can amen, begin to experience anywhere and everywhere that we go. When you're walking in the spirit, when you're connected to the vine... When you're listening to the Lord and when you're looking for opportunity, are y'all with me today? You're going to begin to see God move in mighty, mighty ways. When my wife and I walked into that school looking for an open door and looking for opportunity and believing God and seeking the Lord, amen, and and walking in favor, amen, then you begin to see it take place. We could have walked into that meeting right there with no expectation other than to fulfill the really main purpose that we were scheduled to be there. But no, we walked in there, amen, with our spiritual eyes open, amen, seeking the Lord, Asking God for an opportunity, amen, and begin to show us how he wants to do it. The Bible says that he orders the steps of a righteous man. He'll order your steps. He'll guide you. He'll lead you. Amen. And he will use your life in a mighty way. I'm trying to get you to wake up in here today. I'm trying to get you to get excited like the angels, amen, in heaven are getting excited. I'm trying to get you to begin to look in a different perspective of life altogether. Wherever it is that you're going, whatever it is that you're doing, whoever it is that you're around, amen, you're looking for that opportunity. You're looking for that avenue, amen. You're looking for the words to share, amen, and how to share it. Can I get an amen? You're looking for some souls to be reached, amen, some people to be saved, the opportunity to lead somebody to the Lord. Come on, somebody. The opportunity to store up some treasures in heaven. Can I get an amen? that somebody can be pulled out of the darkness hello somebody into the light that somebody can begin to know Christ in the way that you know them that's what I'm trying to get you to look at in every avenue in every opportunity wherever you go wherever you go whatever you're doing but you're going to have to be connected to the Lord And you're going to have to be, amen, able to hear his voice. You're going to have to look through spiritual eyes. And you're going to have to have a a heart, amen, for the lost. When you see them in their condition, are you like Jesus when he saw the people, amen, and he had compassion on them? Because they were people that were without a shepherd. They were people that were perishing. Amen. And yes, amen. They're in the world. They're of the world. Amen. Their thinking is worldly. Their actions sometimes are worldly. Are y'all with me today? I'm trying to help you out today. 
Are y'all with me? Because that was some of our prayers. Amen. Sister Tremonica, amen, as in our prayer meeting, said, we're praying for souls. We're praying for souls. Okay, and that's great. We can sit here and pray for souls. And yes, God can touch people's heart and bring them in. But we've got to pray for a strategy on how to go and get them into the highways and the byways and compel them to come in to the house of God and dine at the table with the Lord. Can I get an amen? Because God is ready to fill up his house. God is ready to fill them up. They're going to start coming from the north, the south, the east, the west. They're coming. But we've got to be intentional about going to get them. And we've got to be focused. And we've got to be looking for these avenues and these opportunities. Can I get an amen? Now I want you to look at it concerning Paul's, amen, approach here. Concerning, amen, reaching the lost at any cost. See, Paul was a soul winner. Paul was a powerful man of God. Paul was a man that was intentional about what he was doing. Are y'all with me today? Paul had an agenda, and that was to turn the world upside down with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It may have started out as killing Christians, but it turned out as saving Christians. Are y'all with me today? And so I want us to look there as we turn to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 9 this morning. And I want you to look at Paul's, amen, perspective on winning the lost at all cost. And look at what Paul says right here. Now this is a man I want to know. That walked in holiness. This was a man that walked in the power of God. In the fullness of God. This was not a man that was compromised. In fact he felt it so. Amen. Important for him to accomplish what he needed to. He felt that he was even better off not being married so that he could do the work of the Lord. Now, if you're married, thank you, Jesus. Amen. The Bible says one that finds a wife finds favor from the Lord. Are y'all with me? But I'm talking about what Paul's saying right here in this part. Amen. Are y'all with me? Let's look. The word of God reads. He says, though I am free from all men. He wasn't a man pleaser. He was a God pleaser. See, when you, you get set free, you get set free from not only drugs, not only alcohol, not only pornography, not only cigarettes, not only gambling, not only lying, not only anger, not only whatever it may be. You get set free from everything. Including from man. He wasn't worried about what man was thinking or saying about him. But he was concerned with what God was thinking and saying about him. He says, you follow me as I follow Christ. You imitate me as I imitate Christ. Of course, we see Jesus right here in the book of Luke. What is he doing? He's with the sinners and the tax collectors for a purpose of reaching them with the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's imitating Jesus. He says, you imitate me as I imitate the Lord. So here's an imitation going forth. But I want you to look at this because he was very intentional about this. Amen. Sometimes you have to be careful. The Bible says, you who are spiritual. Amen. Restore one that has fallen. Amen. With a spirit of gentleness. 
But you be cautious as well, lest you fall into temptation as well. Are y'all with me today? So you need to know where you're at and what you're dealing with. Are y'all with me today? Because you might have been on a mission to reach them and they might reach you. Hello. If you're not ready. But Paul was not at that point. He was past that point. He knew who he was in Christ. He knew where he was going. He knew what he was doing and there was nothing that could shake him. There was nothing that could turn him. There was nothing that could persuade him. Are y'all with me today? Let's look. He says, for though I am free from all men, I have made myself a slave to win all. To all, excuse me. So that I may win more. Okay? To the Jews I became as a Jew so that I might win Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, though not being myself under the law. Amen. He was under the law of the Spirit. Hello. He was saved by grace. So that I might win those who are under the law. To those who are without law. Hello. The lawless. The Bible says in the last days, amen, many, the love of many will wax cold. Lawlessness will increase. We'll be in perilous times, dangerous times. We see wickedness and danger all increasing all over the earth, amen. All kinds of insanity and crazy stuff. But he says those who are without law as without law and those not being without the law of God but under the law of Christ. So that I might win those who are without law. To the weak, I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men, so that I may by all means save some. Come on, somebody, look at what his focus was right here. He was intentional about what he was doing. He wasn't walking around in the flesh, amen, half with his armor half on, amen, putting himself in a vulnerable situation. This dude was prayed up. He was suited. He was booted, amen, armor from head to toe, amen, with the sword, amen, of the spirit and praying fervently for all the saints. Are y'all with me today? He was on alert. Hello, according to what the Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 at the end of, hello, the armor of God. He was aware of who he was around and what he was around. And he was walking in the spirit and the power of God. But he says, I do all things for the sake of the gospel. Amen. Every decision that he made, every motivation, his motive was not self-motive. Amen. It was based on what? The sake of the gospel, furthering the gospel. See, I want to begin to change your perspective in how you make decisions and how you perceive things and how you do things. Because there's some things, amen, that are permitted for us, amen, but it may cause your brother or sister to stumble. And as a result, amen, you refrain from those things, at least in the presence of them, in order to avoid them from stumbling. Are y'all following me today? Because you're aware. See, you start thinking like a pastor, amen, and a shepherd. You start thinking like a mature Christian. Hello, somebody. You say, well, pastor, I'm not a pastor, amen. Well, guess what? I don't need you to be a pastor, but I need you to think like a pastor because Jesus was a pastor, and you should have the mind of Christ in you. Hello, somebody. So I'm trying to change the way you think. 
How does this affect people? How does this do? No, do I, you know, it's not like I'm worried about, oh, do you think I'm cool? Do you really like my jacket? Do you like my car? Hello, somebody. Do you like my personality? I really don't care. I like my jacket. Hello. You know, I got it because I like it. I didn't get it for whether you like it. I don't care if you like it. You know what I'm saying? Hello. I mean, sometimes I'm a little concerned with what my wife likes or not likes because I got to live with her. But that's it. That's the only reason. Are you with me today? I know some of you told your husband or wife, I like it, so I don't care if you like it. Amen. You need to shave that scruggly uh, facial hair. I don't care. I like it. I've had people tell me that before. But this is where he was at. But his motive was to do things for the sake of the gospel. This was his intention. This was his motive. He was all about reaching souls. He was all about furthering the gospel. He was all about filling up heaven. This is what drove him. This is what motivated him. This is how he made his decisions. This is what, amen, his whole life consists of. And he says, so that I may become a fellow partaker of it. Amen. So we see there where Paul begins to talk about, I have become all things to all men. Amen. If I'm around the Jews, amen, I can be a Jew. Amen. Amen. If I'm around uh, the, the Gentiles, amen, I can still reach them. Amen. If I'm around the ones that are under the law, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, hello, somebody, I, I, get, I, can, I can speak that language too. He was kind of educated in that a little bit. That's what he said. He said, I can speak that language. Amen. And then the ones that were without law, the ones that were lawless out there just completely, you know, the tax collectors, the sinners, amen, all them, the prostitutes, whatever it may have been. Amen. The woman at the well, hello. Are y'all following me today? Now, that doesn't mean that he was partaking in what they were partaking in. But he knew who his audience was. And he knew enough about them in order to be able to find a strategy and an avenue in order to be able to reach them. First, he would begin to identify, amen, who they were. He would identify where their perspective is coming from in their life. Hello, somebody. Amen. He would realize what their need was, how they process things in their mind and in their life. You've got to begin to learn how this stuff takes place. Because different people process things different ways. According to their past, according to what they, how they grew up, according to where, you know what I'm saying? You've got to be able to reach the wino and the, and the homeless and still be able to reach the businessman, amen, and the CEO. Can I get an amen? That's what we're trying to do here. The educated, the uneducated. Hello, somebody. The six, you know? But the first thing you have to identify is what your audience is. And then you have to identify what it is that, amen, how they think. And then you have to identify what you could find to relate to them with. How can I relate to this person where I can speak their language enough to where they can begin to open, stop from being closed off and open up enough to where I can begin to find an avenue to share my ultimate 
purpose and destination and that is the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the love of God in a way that they can receive it and then look for my opportunity in the future in order to be able to lead them to the one that can save them. Yes. Whoever they were. See, I want you to look like this. Look at this because this God has given us a wide, I said this before, I'll say it again. He's given us a, a wide variety of people. Black, white, Mexican, Hispanic, Cuban, whatever, Puerto Rican, El Salvadorian, Italian, Korean, hello, whatever, 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 cowboy, city boy, preppy boy, grunge boy, you know, Con contractor, construction worker, salesman. Hello, look at it. We're a melting pot. It looks like heaven up in this place. Can I get an amen? Most churches you walk in and it's one, one culture, one race, one denomination. You know what I'm saying? It's not like that everywhere, but it's like that a lot of places, especially in the Bible Belt of Texas. Hello, somebody. They've got a lot of churches, but they've got a lot of religion. But that's, you know, that's for God to sort out. That ain't my job. Amen. If they read their Bible enough, Jesus is rebuking them the whole time in the New Testament. I don't need to rebuke them. Let Jesus rebuke them. Are y'all with me today? So I'm trying to get you to look like this because we're going to reach the lost at all costs. At any cost. We're going to take back what the enemy's stolen. The enemy stole this society. The enemy stole, amen, a lot of souls, a lot of families, a lot of children, a lot of generations. He stole them. And we've got to find a way to reach them. And I, you know, this can be challenging, especially, you know, I'm saying the, we were having this talk in, my, in, in, in our leadership meeting on a Wednesday morning, and we were talking about the millennials. You know, I came from the latchkey kid generation. You know, you come home, you come home to a house that's empty, both parents are working. Amen. You raise yourself, get you some, uh, you know, macaroni and cheese. And then you just do whatever you do. You know what I'm saying? Because the parents are so busy trying to make a living so that you can provide for you. Because, you know, it takes multiple incomes in order to be able to survive these days you know where the mother's not home like she used to be are y'all with me that's one thing that the enemy does is he tries to get us so busy that we don't have time to do what he's called us to do our first ministry our family we're too busy are y'all with me today somebody say god is good all right, so here he is. This is, he, he, he's, he's looking at this in a specific way. He says, I've become all things to all men that I might win some. I want you to look at that now because I'm gonna give, I'll give you an example. I went to, into a dealership this weekend. I traded in one of my vehicles. And I went into a dealership with the intention of reaching these people that I encountered 
amen, with an invitation to come and worship with us. You know, now, I think probably majority of them were either not actively in a church or seeking God or they weren't just saved at all. Amen? But I went there intentionally for that purpose. Not, that's not the only reason I went there, but I just like that's not the only reason I went to that meeting at the church. I mean, at the school on Wednesday or Thursday, right? I went there to do something. I went there to trade in a vehicle, okay? But I went there, amen, prayed up, connected to the vine, seeking the Lord and asking, looking for an opportunity. Are you all with me today? And so, you know, what, what God began to give me as a strategy, because I, I, I know a little bit about sales, amen. I know a little bit about financing, and I know a little bit about some of those things. I've kind of been around it a little bit before I got saved, amen, before I ever was, even thought of being a pastor. And so, ultimately, I, I kind of I I knew enough about it where I could speak their language, amen. And so, I, I took the opportunity to begin to... You know, of course, they know who I am. I'm filling out an application. They know. Amen. And so I walked into the finance office, and the guy, you know, finance guys are usually uh, detail-oriented. And they're usually pretty confident concerning whatever they're doing. Amen. And so uh, I, I walked in there. And this is after I had already closed the deal with the salesman. And part of the closing the deal was this. Hey, I guess what? I'll go ahead and sign here. You give me a you give me a commitment to come to my church just one time in the next six months, and bring your family. And look what I got—a handshake. Boom. Yeah, you want me to sign right there? Okay, that's fine. Even though I know you're giving me two thousand dollars less for my trade than what it's worth, I'm going to go ahead and shake your hand right here. Yeah. You think I don't know? But I also knew what the front end was and what the price of the vehicle was. I wasn't going to let them make no money off me either. Well, a little bit. I let them make a thousand bucks, five hundred and hold back, and five hundred on the front end, five hundred over invoice. But point being is, is I went in there intentionally. I went in there speaking their language. Amen. And so I went in that finance office and I began to sit down. And this guy read me like a book. He says, "You're not from here. Where are you from?" Of course, he already. I had put the wrong social down on the paper. Yeah, I, I, you know, I've been dealing with some of this dizzy stuff. I put the wrong social down. So what do they do when the guy puts the wrong social down when you're going to buy a car? They start looking like, what's this guy fixing? He's still stealing somebody's identity, and he done messed up. So anyway, so they basically, he, 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 you know, he did what he did. He went, and he apparently looked up our church and looked up our ministry so I walked in there he says where are you from he already knew where I was from because the first three numbers in my social tell me that I'm from Florida now back in the day you could move with it. you didn't have to register you could move and then wherever you registered was where you were from he was from Florida but he registered in Georgia he's a little older than I am amen nowadays wherever you are born it's where it is you can't register in another state if you're from Texas there's a certain numbers that are on your front of your deal but anyways, point being is, so he was looking me up. Who's this guy? This guy's, you know what I'm saying? Is he coming in here trying to pull a, pull a move? Use somebody's identity. So he had done his research. He said, man, 
Where are you from? I said, well, I'm from here, but where are you born? I'm born in Florida. He already knew the answer. Amen. And he says, well, I'm born in Florida, too. I was born in Miami. Amen. And he began to, we began to talk. He says, it looks like you're doing good work. I already looked you up, man. I said, okay, well, good. Thank you. Amen. And then I began to kind of share with him some of my experiences concerning something else. And, and, and I knew the business enough. And I was t- speaking a language that he could understand. And he says, man, I need to bring you in here and let you train my guys. I said, yeah, I bet. <laughs> you know? He says, I need to bring you in here and let you train my guys. And so, anyways, I began to share with them, and all of a sudden, boom, the anointing dropped on me. Amen. Now we had something in common. I spoke his language. He was open to what I had to say a little bit. He had, been, he had to look me up because I made a mistake on my darn application. You know what I'm saying? He wanted to make sure I wasn't stealing something. And all of a sudden, here you go. Here comes this open door for me to present not just, hey, if you die tonight, you know where you're going. I mean, I, I didn't go that quick, that fast. Now, sometimes you've got to do it like that because you, that might be the only chance you get to talk to them. But I began to look at this as an opportunity to build a relationship, amen, and begin to reach this guy. Maybe it's a week from now, maybe it's a month from now, maybe it's two months, maybe it's a year from now. I already got the salesman coming to church within the next six months. And he feels good about things because I, you know, let him make a little money on me. But I told him I knew he was making money on me. A little bit. I mean, I didn't tell me you're ripping me off from my trade, but I told him, I said, you know, I understand what the price is. I understand what the invoice is. I understand there's holdback. I understand all these things. I understand there's a buy rate in, the in, 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 in regards to what interest rate they give you. They can throw you up three points if they want to. There's a buy rate. That's what you got to prove for. And then there's their rate that they can give you. I'm teaching you all about cars and sales right now. But anyways, point being is this. So I began to speak to this guy, and I began to share his story. And I told him, I said, I used what, uh, what some of us talk about. Elliot said it. I said, did you know... You know, um, uh, did you know that God is the only one that uh, can fire you and still let you work? He says, what? I say, yeah. Did you know that God is the only one that can fire you and still let you work? And I had his attention by now. You know what I'm saying? Because we were talking about men. I was talking about how sometimes, you know, we, we, what we, you know he, we go and train somebody, teach them so that we can reproduce ourselves. And I said, you know, and that's what takes place. That's what creates disciples. That's what lets you do more for the kingdom. I said, but in the world, we're kind of concerned because if we raise somebody up like that, then, you know, it's it's a doggy dog world. And, you know what I'm saying, all of a sudden, I got to worry about whether this guy right here is going to take my spot. And so now I'm fighting for it. So as a result, I don't do what God's called me to do, which is to begin to reproduce. And I said, but in the kingdom, it's different because it's different. Because first of all, they're sons and daughters. They're disciples. Amen. If I die tomorrow, I don't, this ministry will continue to go forward. Amen. Because I have sons and daughters. And so I was telling him this, and I was kind of sharing with him. And he said, man, that makes sense. He says, this is a lot of what happens here. People don't want to invest in anybody because they're afraid that they might take their position. So I had his attention now. And then I began to share with him the story about Saul and David. And I began to just share with him a little bit concerning this story about Saul and David. And I explained to him who Saul was, amen. Saul was the king of Israel. Saul, amen, was a man that uh, was the, the children of Israel, the people of Israel desired a king. They said, God, we desire a king. Give us a king. Amen. God gave them what they wanted. Sometimes God will get you what you want, even if it ain't. 
Amen. He gave them what they wanted. It was a man's man. Amen. I began to tell them the story about that. And I began to tell them a little bit about David and how Saul had disobeyed God and he didn't follow through with what God had said. Amen. Because God didn't want to allow these certain things into, you know, into the camp and so forth. And as a result, God had fired Saul. The anointing left Saul, but Saul still worked for 30 years. Fired. But here we are, we got David, amen, who began to be anointed by God, right? The prophet came to him, the little Rudy guy, amen. He came over and saw all his sons and saw everything. Well, where, don't you got one more somewhere, amen? Is this all you got? What do they do? They got one out in the pasture. They bring David in, amen, right there, amen. The prophet does what? He, he says, that's it. The little Rudy guy, they anoint David, anoint him as king right there, boom. And what does David do? David goes back to tending to the sheep. So there you have this time before he took his kingship, right? But Saul was already fired, so I began to tell him this story. Now, he's not, I said, have you ever read the Bible? He says, no. So I, he didn't know what I was talking about. But I said, well, you know David and Goliath, right? Everybody knows David and Goliath, almost. Everybody knows Noah and the ark. Amen? Whether you're saved or not. Are you all with me today? Now, this guy, when I walked in, he read my mail. He says, I can tell you're not from here. He says, because I see you got a Louis Vuitton bag. He says, I see you got Yeezys on your feet, you got a Mavada watch, and you're driving a Cadillac. He says, I know you're not from here. Where are you from? I said, well, because <laughs> he's from Miami. Are you all with me today? But what I'm looking at here, I'm trying to share, is I was intentional concerning sharing the gospel with this person. Are you all following me? But in order to be able to even have an avenue in there to speak to him, I had to be able to speak his language. I had to know where he was coming from. I had to know what it was, amen, that allowed him, that would open up the door to where he could, you know, feel like, hey, this might be somebody I could talk to or listen to. And when the anointing dropped, boom. Hello, somebody. Are y'all following me today? Did I put y'all to sleep with all that? Now, I want you to look at this for a, for a second. Because if this guy gets reached, if this guy gets reached, when this guy gets reached, number one, amen, he touches every single salesman and every sales manager in that whole place. Number two, he touches every single customer that comes through that whole dealership because every single customer coming through that dealership has to go to finance in order to be able to sign a deal. Not to mention his family and all of his friends, amen, and everybody else that he's got in his life. Are y'all with me today? But I had to speak his language a little bit. I had to know who I was dealing with. I didn't just come in there preaching and say, you know, I'm a Jesus freak and, you know what I'm saying, and, uh, you know, you're going to die and go to hell if you don't accept Jesus and, you know what I'm saying, and you're doing this all wrong and this and that and all that. Are y'all following me today? Somebody say God is good. See, I want you to begin to look at this because I want you to change. Come back because I know I lost y'all. I lost you with the Yeezys and the phone and the, and the watch and the... And everything, I lost y'all, but come back, okay? Don't worry, I traded in my Cadillac. You ain't got to worry about it no more. Yeah, I got me a country boy Cadillac, so what? 
Yeah. Because I'm in the country. And you know what happened? I drove my country boy Cadillac to church today, and guess what happened? I got a wave from old, 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 uh, good old boy. I was like, he's waving. The kid says, you know him? No, man. He... I'm in. I'm driving a truck, man. I swear to God, that's what happened. She said, you know him? I said, no, I don't know him. And I've been driving my Cadillac to church for, for years, a year and a half. I mean, but ain't nobody waved at me. If anything, they either th- you know they think the dope man or the mafia is in town. You know what I'm saying? And we are. We're the Jesus mafia. You know what I'm saying? But we're driving us a country boy Cadillac. So anyways, you know, if that's what it takes to reach them, that's what we're going to do. Are y'all following me? It ain't, hey, I want to tell you, there ain't nothing wrong with being blessed. Don't let the devil tell you, you don't, it's not okay to be blessed. God wants you to be blessed. Hello, somebody. He just don't want the blessing to have you. He wants you to be blessed. You are blessed. You're blessed coming. You're blessed going. Hello, somebody. You're the head, not the tail. You're above, not beneath. You're a victor, not a victim. Come on now. He wants you to be blessed. You're going to be blessed. It's going to happen in Jesus' name. You know, and the blessing isn't always in material things, but it's okay. If that's how God wants to bless you, thank you, Jesus. Let him bless you. Golly. Stop tripping. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to trip if, you know what I'm saying, somebody drops, you know what I'm saying, a million-dollar check on you. So what? Thank you, Jesus. Take me out to eat. You know what I mean? Hello. I'm just saying. Yeah, come on, million-dollar check. We got a church to build. That million-dollar check will pay it off like that. Boom. Are y'all following me today? Yeah, we got a church to build. Hello? And it's coming. It's coming. Amen? It's coming. Somebody say it's coming. Yeah, it's already here, but it's coming. It's already taking place. It's already happened. Amen. All right, I'm almost done. Y'all good? But this is what Paul was saying. Paul was saying, look. He said, I'm going to become whatever I got to become in order to reach these people. And he knew who his audience was. Can I get the worship team to come forward? We've got to reach those that are outside the church. Amen? Not only that, but we got to reach those that are inside the church. You say, well, pastor, what are you saying? Okay, look at Luke 15 and 8 real quick, okay? Y'all can kind of move, kind of ease into this worship team. Let's look at this right here. This is what I'm telling you. Look at this. Where God reads? Or what woman, if she has ten silver coins... And loses one coin. This is the same conversation. Jesus was speaking to the same crowd. If she has ten silver coins and loses one coin. Does not light a lamp and sweep the house. And search carefully until she finds it. When she has found it. She calls together her friends and neighbors. Saying rejoice with me. For I have found the coin which I had lost. Amen. Obviously that coin right there. She had it. But it had been lost. She lost it. 
My, we, my wife lost her keys this morning, amen? And I'm going to rejoice when we find them. She says, in the same way I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. So right here, he's sharing the same thing, amen? Are y'all with me today? So we've got to save the ones that are outside the church. We've got to save the ones that are inside the church that got lost somehow. Because how many of y'all know there's some people that got lost? They got lost in the shuffle. They got lost in church hurt. They got lost in offense. They got lost in feeling like people didn't care, love them, or care for them. They got lost like feeling like they didn't fit in. They got lost in busyness. They got lost in the world. They got lost, amen, in, in adversity. You know, all these various things can create somebody to get lost. Amen. They were here. They were in. They were committed. They were loved Jesus. They, were, they accepted Jesus. Amen. But, you know, the things of the world happened. Stuff happened and boom. You know, they're out there just wondering, lost. Are you all with me today? It doesn't mean they're not saved. They're just, they, they got lost in the shuffle. Amen. But look at this. He keeps going. Amen. And then he, he begins to speak, uh, you know, right here. The next thing he talks about is having a heart, not only for the ones that are outside the church, not only for the ones that are inside the church. Or, I mean, inside. Okay. They got lost. But then he begins to speak about the next part of this thing. This is all of chapter 15 in Luke. He begins to talk about you need to have a heart for the ones that are the prodigal. And he begins to share the prodigal story. You see how he's building it up right here? First is the one that's the, amen, the sinner that, amen, repents and accepts Jesus. The next one is the one that got lost. And the next one is the one that's the prodigal, amen. He just flat out took and squandered everything he had, man, on wild living, man. He went harder than pain, amen. He's just out there going ball, you know, full on, you know, just lost in the world as can be. You know what I'm saying? Dead in his trespasses and sins. You know what I'm saying? It's consumed and eaten up by the desires of the flesh and the world and the sinful nature. And that's what he begins to speak about next. Amen. He's hitting all these points right here. That's what Jesus is hitting right here. Amen. And he's speaking to these Pharisees and these Sadducees and, the, and these disciples and these, and these people. He's trying to share his heart. He's trying to share what's necessary. He's trying to share what's needed. I'm trying to tell you, this is what's needed for us. I want you to catch this today. I want you to catch this today. And he began to speak to them concerning that. And he shares the story of the prodigal. Y'all know the story of the prodigal son. He went and he squandered his, you know, he told his dad, hey, I want my portion of the inheritance. His dad gave it to him because he loves him. Amen. And he went and squandered on wire living. He finds out it was better off back home. Amen. Where at least even the servants, amen, had good food to eat because he's over here eating what the pigs are eating out there. You know what I'm saying? Just lost. Amen. And then he comes back, and he's coming back, amen, to, you know, saying, like, oh, God, I, he woke up a little bit and realized, you know, I better go back, amen. It was better where I was in the house of God, amen. Even my servants had it better. You know what I'm saying? So he comes back, and what happens, amen? His dad runs to him with open arms, ready to rejoice because the prodigal's coming. Oh, God, he's coming, and he takes him, he takes off that robe of filth, and he puts on that robe of righteousness. And then he goes, and he... You know, and then he goes and he says, you know what, we're going to celebrate. We're going to rejoice. We're going to throw down my son's back. He's, he's back. He's back. And then he says, and we're going to kill the fatty calf. We're going to kill the fatty calf. We're going to eat big, man. We're going to go big. And, and he takes a ring and puts it on his finger and everything. And then here's the brother. And the brother's over there. And he's, he was out there in the field working. And he sees his brother coming. And he says, what? 
What are y'all doing? Y'all are throwing down. Man, I've been here the whole time. I've been here the whole time working. I've been here the whole time serving. I've been faithful. I've been consistent. I ain't never left. I ain't never squandered nothing. I ain't never walked away. I've been right here. And you're going to do this for this guy. You're going to do this for this guy. He went and squandered everything, man. I've been right here. God exposed his heart. Are y'all with me today? But he also exposed, God also exposed God's heart. Are y'all with me today? Are y'all following me? The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. He said, but he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you, man. Never disobeyed your orders. Yet you gave me a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who squandered all this stuff comes, you do the fatty cat. And he said, my son, the father said, you are always with me. And everything that I have is yours. Come on, y'all got to catch that. That's why I tell my spiritual sons. They say, man, I want a car. I want this. I want that. It's all yours. Yeah. Like over 10 of them. You know how I know? Because they're on the insurance that we pay. $2,000 a month. Yeah. My car ain't on that insurance policy. <laughs> Are y'all with me today? And he says, man, you've always been with me. And everything I have is yours. you got to realize that right now. Everything that God has is yours. Every blessing that God has is yours. It's a, come on now. He's giving you every blessing from the heavenly. Oh, my God, it's already yours. What are you worried about? He's the one that was lost. He's the one that walked away from the blessing. He's the one that gave up his inheritance. He's the one that walked out. He's the one. So he told him, but, but we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead. He was dead. But now he's alive. He was lost, but now he's found. Are y'all following me today? So I want you to foot this and I'm going to shut up. I want you to look. I want you to be intentional. I want you to be prayed up. I want you to be looking for opportunity. I want you to be looking for strategy. I want you to be looking for an avenue. I want you to be looking for what it looks like. What do I got to do? If I got to put on my cowboy boots, amen, then that's what I'm going to do. If I got to wear my tennis shoes, I got to be on a tennis shoe crew. That's what I'm going to do. Amen. They may not be Jordans, but they're going to be some tennis shoes. You hear me? Whatever. I want you to get this. The lost. The lost. And the lost. We got to reach them. We got to reach them all the way from the sinner that's never known Jesus to the one that got lost in the shuffle to the one that walked out of his inheritance. Come on, stand to your feet tonight, this morning. We got to reach them at reach the lost at all cost. This is our motive. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're doing. You know, when you go into a school, you can't just go in there preaching fire and brimstone. You can't just go in there necessarily preaching the gospel. 
you got to find an avenue to be able to reach these people and just more or less express you know what I'm saying the gospel through actions and the love of Christ more so than just going through there just preaching John 3.16 you've got to live John 3.16 and they got to experience John 3.16 you got to have a strategy amen we got a strategy right Adam we got a strategy how we're going to be what is the need in there what is the what do they go through what is their problems what is it that the school has a need for and that's what it is if you're in california they they go in there sharing about gang information because why there's a lot of gangs gang prevention you can come in doing drug prevention you can come in talking about bullying you can come in talking about suicide you can come in talking about these various things you can't necessarily just come in just preaching amen from genesis to revelation but you come in meeting the need amen and you're the hands and feet of jesus and you share the love of god but this is the only place that this strategy is going to come from is the lord it's going to be downloaded into your spirit and your mind from heaven amen the only way you're going to know it is that it's supernaturally given to you by god because we don't think outside the box all we think about is they need the gospel you know whenever missionaries go to another country they go over there and they find out what the need is if they need water supply they find out how to do it if they if they need farming so that they can feed their places they start getting involved in that providing that need and they learn the language that's over there they learn what language they're speaking that way they can speak it that way they can come in you hear me they don't just come in there hey we're here because one day the christians over there saying jesus is the way the next day amen the muslims over there all is the way the next day amen you know what i'm saying uh, you know you are you following me the jehovah witness is there amen this is the way this is the way so you got to go over there amen and you got to begin to get in there with them and you got to learn their language and you got to find out what their need is and you got to share the love of god and then you find the opportunity to share the gospel so we may not reach them all and get them all saved at that school but we're going to be able to reach them in another setting at another time are y'all following me come on i need y'all's help right here i'm asking you now this is necessary it's time for the soldiers to soldier up it's time for the men and women of God to answer the call. It's time for them to begin to do what God's called them and take back what the enemy's stolen. It's time to do it, saints. It's time. It's time to rise up. It's time to wake up. It's time for the awakening. It's time to rise. It's time to rise. It's time to rise. It's time to rise. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time to get outside of ourselves and start thinking of others. Think of the lost. Think of the lost. Think of the lost. Think of the sinner. Think of the Christian. Think of the backslider. That's what we need to think about. That's what Paul was thinking about. And guess what? That's what Paul accomplished. And that's God, what God wants to accomplish. You think God's not going to equip you with everything needed to accomplish His will? Hello. Hello. 
If it's his will, it's his bill. Straight up. If it's his will, it's his bill. If he tells you to do it, don't worry about how you're going to pay for it. He'll pay for it. Just do it. Y'all follow me? So we got a reason lost at all costs. I'm going to be quiet. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand. Praise.